0: been asked, what is Gumbo Nights? Just like life, Gumbo is a collection of experiences, spiritual, mental, and physical. When you mix all of those things together, it creates one big pot of gumbo. Nothing in life is always the same. That's Gumbo Nights. I'm your host, Miss Tamala Handy. And you're tuned in to the next episode. We're on the road for the first time, y'all, and we're in my favorite city, Chicago, Illinois. And we're talking to one of my favorite relatives. His name is Hill, and he's going to share some information all about dating. It's a big topic. I know many of you want to know some things about dating. You may have some questions. Ladies, you want to hear directly from men. So that's why I've invited him to come on the podcast. So, Hill, tell us about your experiences with dating. What is it like here in Chicago?
1: Thanks, cousin, for inviting me on your podcast. I want to thank you uh, for allowing me to share some of my experiences. I'll first start off by uh, telling you a little bit about my relationship background. <clears throat> I was married for seven years, got that seven year itch, you know. You know about that seven <laughs> year itch, right? Yeah. And uh, we got divorced, unfortunately, in 2010. Um, but I didn't give hope, give up hope on dating and finding uh, someone else special in my life. So uh, after I took a little bit of time off um, from dating after my divorce, not much time, but I did take some time off um, just to kind of uh, clear my head. Um, I decided to jump back in the scene and The first thing I did was what pretty much a lot of people did, even before 2010, was what you're dating uh, at sites. And so I joined a couple and uh, and it uh, it was a new world to me, actually. I uh, didn't know that there were so many single, beautiful women in uh, the city of Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. And so I was a little... It was like a little overwhelmed. Um,
0: now tell us what, what type, what apps did you use?
1: Yep. I uh, tried a couple. I first started off on, I don't remember the name of it, Tamla, but, but um, uh, it was, I forget the name of it actually, but I didn't get a lot of hits. So I saw a lot of people on there, but no one responded, and I thought maybe it was maybe a a fraudulent app site or something like that, so uh, I didn't get a lot of hits, so I was a little discouraged, and then, it's so funny, I believe it was 2010, uh, early in 2010, January, I was sitting right in this room and watching television and eharmony had a commercial that came on and they said you know find your next love on eharmony and sure enough i signed up and as soon as i put some pictures up and gave my profile uh, updated my profile and the the uh the the interested women came um came in and it was great uh It was actually probably the best app uh, of the few that i've used to meet women
0: now a lot of people have reservations about dating online um what what did you do to become more comfortable with meeting people in that way Mm -hmm. did you have any hesitation about it i
1: didn't give a lot of my personal information i changed my name i did of course you have to show your pictures but I didn't use my my real name. I used an alias uh, so there was some comfort and safety I felt and I feel like women should do the same thing and they did online when when meeting people for the first time because you just don't know if these these uh profiles are real you just have to be as safe as possible mm-hmm. so uh the way that I made it comfortable for me to be on was using an alias and giving just enough information for you to know who I am without uh, sharing my location and anything that could lead you to to know who I was um, offline.
0: Now, what about women who date online? I think maybe sometimes people tend to think that they are more thirsty than other women because they have resorted to dating online. What do you think about that? In your experience... Have the women that you've just met on your own, not online, are they any thirstier or less thirstier than women that you've dated online?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I think women, at least in Chicago, and I would even imagine in other major cities and everywhere, uh, would, are going to have a tough time meeting the men, meeting good men, uh, just on the streets, you know, especially if you're the type of woman, traditional person that uh, expects a man to approach you. Uh, so I think it's the best and most uh, efficient and effective way to, to meet people uh, online is through, through these dating sites.
0: Now you brought up something that I think is is important to talk about. Do men prefer to be approached by women or do they... Prefer to do the approaching, or is it different for yeah from man me, to man
1: good question for me uh I think that it should be men should definitely approach women, however, I think that women sort of have this sixth sense in terms of uh who they feel would be a good match for them, and so especially if if and if you use this this intuition this Sixth sense. When you meet, when you see someone who you think could be a good match for you, I think you should definitely go for it, because sometimes the guy just may not notice you, or he um, may think that you're, you know, out of his league or something like that, and so he may not, he did, may decide uh, not to approach you, and you could be leaving a good catch in the in the wind. So I definitely would would recommend women in this day and age too, at least maybe not ask the guy out but let let the guy know that you are available
0: now when it comes to flirting and then letting someone know that you are interested what types of things do you think show a woman's interest because in the past for example with myself I have been accused of flirting with a guy but I wasn't Say, for example, if you're wearing something nice, it could be your cologne. I like the smell of it. You have a nice tie on. I'm complimenting you, but I'm not flirting with you. But there are instances where that could be the case. I think so it, how do you know for sure? What, what are some of the things that you see or recognize in a woman that lets you know or makes you think that she's flirting with you or she's interested?
1: I think it's all in the eye contact. And if you... Uh, If you were to say to uh, a guy that he has a nice suit, uh, nice suit on, or his, his cologne smells good, you know, the eye contact that you give him will definitely tell him whether or not you're flirting with him. If you just look at him while you're complimenting him and then look away, that's not a flirt to me. That I wouldn't interpret that as a flirt, but a lingering. Stare and a smile, a really nice smile, while you, uh, and maybe even a touch, like if you touch the fabric or something, or maybe gently brush his arm or something like that. That's definitely a flirt. So you really, you know, I, I wouldn't worry so much about uh, whether or not you think a guy thinks you're flirting with him. If you really want to give a person a compliment, you should, mm-hmm. and you know, um, but it's but the interpretation is is what. You know sometimes a guy will you know ass- will make the false assumption that you're flirting with him just because he likes you and he doesn't care whether you're flirting with him mm-hmm. or not if you say anything to him he's, gone, <laughs> he's jumping in you know so
0: now is it true that men seem to be more interested in a woman that acts as though she's not interested?
1: I'm not sure what you mean
0: if a woman is interested in you, are you less likely to be interested in her? But the woman who makes it a challenge for you, who acts like there's no way this is ever going to happen, sometimes they say that men are more interested in the challenge as opposed to the woman that they know is interested in them.
1: I like the challenge piece because you are definitely interested in that person. Um, I think that, even though it's a chase, if you will, I think that the the woman, even though she's allowing the guy to chase him, chase her, she uh, should leave some some uh, bird seed along the way, or some hints that yeah, I'm not giving in to you, but I do, I am interested in you, and so that sort of shows the guy that, okay, this person is interested in me. And so there is still a mutual attraction. Mm -hmm. It's just that, hey, the woman wants you to kind of work for her attention. And that's a good thing, I think.
0: Okay. Now, you recently celebrated your 48th birthday. Yep, 48. (laughs) Young buck. (laughs) So now in terms of, of your desires for the type of woman that you would want to be with, Have your desires or your interests or your standards and requirements for the type of woman you want to be with, have they changed as you've gotten older? Are there some things that you maybe used to think were important in your 30s or early 40s now that are no longer important?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. You know, there's some expectations I have, and I'm sure um, women and men in my age group have uh, as well, Think at this point you you're, you're still working, but you <clears throat> you are um, you're, you're less you're, you're you're ambitious. You always want to be ambitious in your work, but you are a little bit more stable a little more settled in uh, what you want to be or what you are. You know who you are from a professional perspective. You know who you are from a personal perspective. And uh, you are confident about it. And um, so you are, my expectation is that, that I'm meeting someone who have that comfort level and they, they show it without necessarily saying it. You can just mm-hmm. tell. And so that's a start. You know, that, that's, a, that's definitely a start in what I'm looking for.
0: Now I know that you have a college degree. Do you have more than one degree?
1: I do. Yes.
0: Okay. How important is it for your mate? potential wife to have a college education also
1: mm-hmm. yep that's a good question um you know i've dated women even in the past five or six years that were working on their their business their um undergraduate degree but they had great jobs they had great careers i mean careers that they were well um up the further up the career uh corporate ladder than even i was and um Say that I'm up at the top, but but they they were definitely from a professional career perspective, they're up there, and so it became less and less important to necessarily have that paper. But they still strived for for that uh, academic achievement. So I appreciated the ambition and the uh, the the desire to fulfill that whether it be for themselves or for their children or maybe even for their job, you know, per se, because they want to uh, take advantage and leverage the the professional development uh, tools and monies that they offer. So it's always about growth. And Mm -hmm. if they're showing growth, then then if they don't have their degree and they're working towards something like that, then I respect that and I would definitely date someone
0: Are there some deal breakers, things that you just absolutely cannot have in a relationship and that would prevent you from being interested or pursuing a relationship with someone?
1: Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's all about, I think the biggest deal breaker is is there are a lot of intangibles, like being able to have a conversation with the person and um, just being able to it's it's sort of tough to to pinpoint but it's there at this point in my life I think there are intangibles that that are deal breakers like just being able to have a conversation without fighting over something petty and things like that it's just a way of interacting at this point that if I can't have a conversation with you we can This we can't this we can't agree to disagree about certain things or if I feel like I'm leaving the conversation and not really, uh, appreciating her, her perspective, mm-hmm. even if it's not mine, that is a deal breaker. I know that's very broad, and, but it's an intangible at this mm-hmm. point, you know, it's not, well, she doesn't have a car she doesn't own a house and things like that. You know, those are sort of things that I expect, you know, people that I date normally have those things. So, normally people who you know don't have any type of equity I'm not really in the circles that I deal with Mm -hmm.
0: now it's interesting that you talk about having a conversation because a lot of women say that men don't like to communicate they have a hard time communicating and in many cases they don't communicate the way that we do what do you think why is it why is it that men have have trouble and maybe it's not you why do you think some men have trouble communicating, in a way that's satisfactory to a woman? Yeah, I think
1: that the first the question to ask is what is satisfactory communication like. What it sounds like the baseline or the uh, the, the the narrative is that the way that women communicate is the right way or is the the way that one or that relationships should follow in terms of of being able to communicate and i think every uh, relationship is different Um, i personally think that it takes three people to uh, have a good relationship and that's the man the woman or the two people and a counselor or a therapist at least to get the ball rolling and and even before you get definitely before you get married. But I think that there has to be a third person or a third entity that can sort of, um, uh, level set what the, what the communication, Mm -hmm. uh, dynamic is for these two people. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's not a, a black and white thing. It's not a, an answer that, um, uh, a, a blanket answer for everyone you know? mm-hmm. it's just different i think that it takes an outside party i hate to say it that way but to sort of you know identify or enlighten the two people as to how they need to communicate
0: so there are people men and women who have problems co- talking to a counselor they just don't want to share their business with someone else outside of their relationship what would a person say, the man to the woman or the woman to the man to try to convince them that we need to go seek counseling if they the other person is not willing to do it?
1: Yeah, the the perception of counseling needs to change and so that might be your deal breaker I, you know, someone who doesn't is not interested in growth and not